0: Craft Beer Radio, episode 165, posted on August 31st, 2010. Hey listeners, this is Jeff. Just wanted to let you know this show was recorded all the way back on July 2nd, and I'm just getting around to posting it now. Uh, You'll find that a lot of the Banter in the episode is not topical any longer. You might remember about those undercover Russian spies. That was hot news when we recorded this, and the joke's kind of stale now. Thanks, and enjoy the show. Craft Beer Radio, episode 165 on July 2nd, 2010.
1: Welcome to Craft Beer Radio, a deep cover Soviet mission to infiltrate American craft beer. I'm Greg Weiske. <laughs> I am comrade Boris Bear. <laughs> there you go. Welcome to the show. We are doing uh, what Jeff calls "awesome beers" tonight. Is uh, that what you Let's call it the anniversary hangover. <laughs> it's been a while since our anniversary. We're in July already.
0: It's a whole year-long event, man.
1: Oh, it's gonna be one of those. <laughs> one of those. It's like <laughs> the, our year-long, you know, or our annual going out of business sale. Oh, furniture stores.
0: Right. Oh, yeah they're not going out of business once a year, they're not a furniture store. <laughs> We're going to start off with the newest beer. The newest wide production beer from New Belgium Brewing Company. This is the Ranger IPA. And uh, New Belgium is still not available in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. I don't think they're available in Pennsylvania at all, but Philly gets all the fun stuff before we do. So that could be wrong. And... Um, an IPA for New Belgium is kind of a an interesting change of pace, wouldn't you think, Greg?
1: Well, you know, you you think New Belgium, and you think you know, Fat Tire, and um, maybe some Belgian styles, Mothership Wit, yeah, yeah, all European classic styles,
0: and you know, we've met Peter. You know, and you don't see Peter as being a hophead, right? Right. So we'll see how this is Ranger IPA. This is uh, actually the first bottle that came out in their new label design, and we did get a sneak preview of their label bottles in their six pack holders for the Ranger IPA design, right? It's it's a lot more. I don't know. Would you call that Art Deco? No, it's not Deco. That's what not is, Art Deco. No, that what is that? It's
1: it's it's Art Deco would be kind of like the Mad Men, yeah, you know, um, style. It's just two-tone type artwork. Well, this is part of their Explorer series. 70 IBUs, 6.5% alcohol by volume. They use Cascade, Chinook, and Simcoe. And then Cascade added again for dry hopping. With pale and dark karma malts. Are, That's, you, are you hopanista? Thank
0: our beer rangers for
1: inspiring and begging for this well-balanced yeah, yeah, Simcoe. This is what I like. Funny. This is this is hilarious. Um, Ranger is a sessionable splendor for all you hopanistas It's a six point five percent alcohol by volume of beer. That is not sessionable.
0: It's it's in the
1: the top fringes of sessionability. Anything above five is not sessionable 6.5 is definitely not sessionable
0: i am with you greg i'm with you I'm playing devil's advocate beer advocate i think limits sessions at five and a half so it's still a whole percent over that but it, it's also not eight <laughs> percent
1: well just good to show you marketing speak can just drive you nuts but it smells nice. It does. It
0: has um, an earthy, spicy hop to it and a, and a f- significant malt backbone on the aroma.
1: You can smell that Simcoe in there.
0: Yeah, a little bit of pineapple. Mm hmm. Tangerine, pineapple, somewhere mixed between those two. Right. That's a nice aroma.
1: It's got a sort of caramelish, so tanish typi- color. Chinook
0: is typically a piney hop, right? I'm trying to see if I can pick that out. I think that's what's bringing when yeah, I say spicy earthy. It
1: can be. I mean, they say floral slash citrus. I I tend to think of Chinook as yeah, sort of piney, maybe a little flowery, a bit potpourri-ish. right? When I first
0: you know sniffed, I said you know spicy earthy, right? I think the Chinook's giving the spicy earthy, and then the Simcoe's giving it that tangery pineapple.
1: And Cascade Jeff thinks is orange, and I think is grapefruit. So.
0: Yeah, see, uh, yeah, I agree. I mean, I think it's a lot more orange. Where I find that you know the ruby red grapefruit comes from something else, Centennial perhaps. But this was sent in to us by a listener, A listener who wasn't kind enough to write his name on the bottle. <laughs>
1: You're um, not kind enough to remember. it. Yes,
0: <laughs> that, that's that's the code. Uh, it wasn't Mike because Mike has learned to write
1: on all his bottles with duct right. tape. <laughs> You know what do you expect out of us, reskies? Yes, it's it's pretty it's pretty aggressively hopped. Seventy IBUs. It's it's a lot of bitterness. It's
0: a lot of hops from from New Belgium. You know all the beers I've traditionally had for them. Tastes good. It. I know it's from New Belgium, so it's probably influencing what I'm about to say. New Belgium has this house character that's a very earthy flavor. Um, and I seem to be getting uh, this earthy yeast ero- flavor out of this beer. Are you getting something along the lines that remind you? If- I kind of taste like I've been chewing
1: on a pine cone.
0: Right. I, I, I don't think I would blindly say that tastes like a New Belgium beer, but knowing what New Belgium's house character
1: is, I'm not surprised I'm tasting what I'm tasting. And it's not a pleasant after, ta- after feel on my tongue. It, the taste is fine, but there's a feeling of like a very resinous kind of sticky, goopy feeling on my tongue. And it's just, it's almost like sitting there and, and burning its way through.
0: The more I drink it, the more the Chinook comes through. It's getting that piney, resiny flavor, right? That, that's more and more. The Chinook is very prominent now. In the flavor, I'm not tasting the, the fruity Simcoe
1: flavors anymore. This is... I think this is kind of an attempt to make an arrogant bastard type beer. I wouldn't go that far.
0: I wouldn't go that far at all. I would say this is an attempt to... Make a. It's. A, I would say it's an attempt to make a, a distinctly... Uni- or a unique new belgium ipa and i have to i think i would credit them for that because it's not anything that is commonplace in the ipa flavor profile spectrum you know things we're used to the the main candy the the hoppy ford the malty ford. It it it's it's kind of On its own, with the flavor that it's giving you. And I'm not surprised New
1: Belgium wanted to do something like that. You know, what can I say? Jeff likes it. To me, it it feels like... uh, The beer itself feels okay. The after feeling on my tongue is pretty uh, hard to get over. I've never been a guy who likes the big, deep hops mm-hmm. and stay on your tongue, right? And and this—it's an aggressive beer for yeah, sure. And this feels stickier than normal. It's certainly aggressive. Uh, not my
0: favorite IPA for sure. It, it has its place, and I think that New Belgium found a uh, a pocket of under, no, I, I
1: underdeveloped profile. Obviously, a lot of people like this style. You know, arrogant bastard. Right. That's the reason why I compare it to that. It's you know, I know a lot of people like Arrogant Bastard. Right, it's right. that style. I think if you like Arrogant Bastard, you're going to like this beer a lot. If I think if you're a kind of person who doesn't like Arrogant Bastard like me, then this is really probably not going to be a beer that you're going to enjoy very much.
0: Right. No, I, I, I definitely that think... Said, that said, I finished it, you know. Okay, so our next beer is sent in from listener Mike from San Diego, who used awesome red duct tape this time, so we cannot miss his name. Super listener. He's pretty good, and actually, Mikhail
1: from San Diego. Mikhail,
0: <laughs> yes, it's a, it's an all Russian spy theme this time. Um, Port Brewing Anniversary Ale. Port Brewing is um, is the brewery at which anniversary one is this? Just a, it just says anniversary. Try the newest one. I will check the fine print.
1: Okay, this is it, okay. 10%? Yeah, 10%, uh, 1.09, original gravity. Columbus, Amarillo, Simcoe, dry hopped with Columbus and Amarillo.
0: Oh, wow, I didn't know this was hoppy until just now.
1: Uh, 10% alcohol by volume. This uh, is classified as a strong pale ale on their website. 10%. That sounds like
0: a barley wine. <laughs> we'll do uh, small little pours here. You can have more if we want. Otherwise, we'll recap and drink another day. Big head on this one. I tried to pour mine gently, but it didn't work. Well, that's a fascinating aroma. First thing that comes to my, my mind, Greg, Pine Sol. Pine saw. getting anything like
1: that? Or am I insane? Um, I don't think you're necessarily insane. Maybe not as I, sweet. I mean, I'm not getting the ammonia that I was Yeah, come not as
0: sweet as pine salt but the piney part of it is certainly in there. Okay, so maybe it's the pine and not the salt <laughs> Not the solvent. <laughs> yeah. There's all kinds of things there. There's a little bit of it's kind of rosemary as almost, right? Yeah, yeah, rosemary. There's some orange in there. Lots of crazy. I crazy, even smell.
1: I thought I smelled tarragon for a second.
0: Yeah, tarragon has a Swedish sweetish smell, right? Where it's kind of like. Well, can, a, I
1: mean, I associate tarragon yeah. with sort of like you know tarragon and oranges and mm-hmm. you go with you know.
0: Terragon's kind of a mix between orange and anise or something. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: Goes great with mushrooms.
0: I was, uh, you know, you know, the past six months, I've started cooking with spices a lot more. And yeah, tarragon's one that I love. It just has a, for being a green leaf, it just has a, such a sweet
1: aroma and flavor mm-hmm. to it. Mm-hmm. now it's great with, like I said, chicken, mushrooms, uh, duck. Oh, yeah,
0: I could see that. I'm going to take a sip instead of just smelling this beer
1: all day. I'm uh, not surprised it tastes like a barley wine.
0: Well, yeah, there's 10% alcohol in there. You can feel it. It's very interesting because it has a very th- thin body to me. Relatively thin, you know, not not barley wine, chewy thick, right? It has some of the malt flavor that reminds you of a barley wine, but mostly it's it's a crazy. It's an interesting balance between all the hops. It, it is kind of like the and in the the late aftertaste is straight grapefruit juice. It's that acidity that you get after you drink some grapefruit juice.
1: Yeah, it 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 is a lot would... like the the malt. It's like straining to hold the hops back, right? And the hops are are overtaking it, so. The, the malt is trying as hard as it can to hold this bitterness, to hold together. And the hops are going, no, nope, I'm going to beat you. So you get the malt there, but then you get the hops sort of overwhelming that malt. It's a really interesting... Uh, because, And that's not barley wine. Because, you know, mm-hmm. barley wine would be sweeter. right? So right. that's where, you know, I guess you go into the strong... You get, get some milk.
0: American barley wines that are pretty forward right? Like a fresh Bigfoot. It's pretty hoppy. But, you know, I took another two sips not of it. this. It's not quite this hopping, it's more sweet. Yeah. Yeah, I took another sip of this and it is tasting more and more like grapefruit juice, like ruby red grapefruit juice. It is just very acidic and see grape really grapefruit juice to me is more is sweeter. Sweeter than wow. Yeah. See, I find it it's no, I don't drink it a lot. I hardly ever drink it. I find it is very acidic, very tart when I drink it. And uh and this reminds me of that a lot. Maybe a little less acidic than grapefruit juice, but all the other flavor components are very
1: in line. This is a, a bit pithy in terms of the the way it, um, the citrus is coming mm-hmm. through. Not nearly as resinous as the New Belgium. It's a lot to take in in a bomber, a beer. I mean, there is a, a huge amount of hops in this thing. And mm-hmm. a huge amount of alcohol. One of these will will get you pretty lit. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, we just had a
0: little bit, and it's already like time to slow down. Right. right? Uh, Port Brewing Company. This is the Port Brewing Anniversary. Port Brewing Company is the production brewery that is owned by Tommy Arthur, mm-hmm. the famous renowned brewer from Port Brewing and The Lost Abbey in Pizza Port. And I'm sorry I forget the other fellow's name. Maybe we can search you real fast. He is one of the he's the owner from Pizza Port. You know, Tommy was a brewer at Pizza Port and got known as, you know, one of these rock star brewers. So he and the owner of Pizza Port opened Port Brewing in the is Lost Abbey. Is it Jim
1: Abbey. Comstock? That, that sounds vaguely familiar. Or is it Vince... Uh, Vince Marsaglia? Marse- <laughs> I'm not ready, for a,
0: not ready for a quiz, man. If Google don't know. I don't know. Um, anyway, Tommy and this other guy, they own Port Brewing in the Lost Abbey. and uh, So it's a production brewery. So these are one of the Pizza Port beers. Pizza Port is a brew pub slash pizzeria that has... Several, if not many, locations in Southern California. Jeff Bagby. Okay, thank you. And um, good stuff. I mean, if you're a beer geek, which you probably are by listening to our show, you know, you know Tommy, you know Port Brewing, and they do beers like Hop 15, and and all these. Yeah, you know, I'm drawing a
1: blank on all the other beers. They're
0: so renowned, so well known that Jeff can't remember the beers. This is interesting. It, it is. Re- Ridiculously hoppy.
1: And really high in alcohol. And really high in alcohol. Interesting is is the best way to put it. It's because I'm not feeling it like, man, this is so awesome. I'm feeling mm-hmm. it like it's an interesting You're feeling to... like,
0: man, I got like another twelve ounces of that yeah. drink. <laughs> I I could see that. I mean, I would definitely say split this with a bunch of people. I think it's best served in a three to four ounce sample with, you know, several people. It's just so
1: strong and so much flavor. I think it's best served in a tiny, tiny sample. And if you're one of these guys who's looking to get drunk, well, and looking to get to get drunk in a flavorful way, I guess that's, that'll work for you. I mean, that's not our modus operandi, but there are people who are like that. I think you need
0: to manage yourself if you're drinking a beer like that. Yeah. But, that, I mean, it's only 10%. We've drank in a lot of other ten percent beers on the show and not given such a critical warning about getting drunk, right? So we gotta kind of have to be fair. I don't want to single out that beer that it's the the intoxicator. Where we've talked about other ten percent
1: beers that. Sorry, I just I'm laughing because we've drank him, and I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> you know,
0: sorry. I... On we go. This beer, Greg. I am excited to be able to try this again. I will not overhype it. This is Saison Ale from Odonata Brewing Company. Does that ring a bell? No, it doesn't ring a bell for Greg. Rick Sellers from Pacific Brew News. Rick Sellers oh. from Pacific Brew News. Oh. He, he quit his job at HP and started working at Draft Magazine. He quit his job at Draft Magazine to start a brewery with Peter Hoey. And uh, guess what? This is their beer, and I had this the other day. Our good friend Rick, I had this the other day with our um, my pulled pork barbecue dinner, and it went quite well.
1: I'm sorry I didn't recognize the name. It just that's okay. You're busy, busy uh,
0: searching for information on the internet's. Say Brewing Company is a new brewery in Sacramento, California. Partners Rick Sellers and Peter Hoey. Peter is. The former brewer at Sacramento Brewing Company, he has a couple GABF gold medals under his belt. I think they're gold. He has several medals, I think two golds at least. Um, he's brewing at Odonata, and Rick is the, the business-slash-sales guy-slash-bottle-capper bottling cap, guy-slash-floor-sweeper you know, guy. And uh, their beers are available in NorCal. They've been doing draft beers for almost a year now and this is their first bottle release because it's actually the second batch of saison but the first batch didn't carbonate right and
1: Rick and Peter didn't want to sell a beer they weren't 100% happy with it's kind of got a late 50s early 60s advertising vibe to the label it right nice because got you know made with wheat on it, and uh, authentic extra superior these you know nonsense words that, that are you know that were there and uh in I like the design a lot, and it's got a little tractor because it's a farmhouse mm-hmm. Um so It's like a modern farmhouse, right? Yeah. Because it
0: has an internal combustion engine on instead of a horse and a plow. <laughs> Odonata is uh, the genus of the dragonfly. So their label has a dragonfly there on it, a little Celtic. I see, palm. I see. And uh, Peter's family owns Odonata Vineyards or Winery or something like that. So he's, you know, they're using the name to do the beer thing. And I think that's about all the information I know about the place. Malted
1: barley, lots of wheat, rolled oats, steering and East Kent Golding hops, and a yeast strain that combines wine and beer yeast, apparently. Uh, they had this interesting quote here from uh, Garrett Oliver, who had this to say about Saisons If I were forced to choose one style to drink with every meal for the rest of my life, Saison would have to be it. It's got a lemony, sort of pepperish aroma, right? The uh, the color is uh, a straw, leaning towards golden a bit. It's uh, a little hazy. Can't see Jeff through it. This beer was sent in by
0: super listener Gary Frank. Gary Gary had um, got married, and moved and changed jobs and whatnot. So. He he sent us a package of beer that never showed up. Probably an expensive package of beer that never showed up. And that was like a year and a half ago, and he hadn't sent us anything since. And I don't blame him for FedEx, you know, stealing, I I don't know, $150, $200 worth of beer. So we hadn't had any beers from Gary lately, and he just sent us a little care package. And this included some of this Eau de Saison and a few other things. So thank you, Gary, for... uh, for uh sending us more beer and uh congratulations to you and the wife and i only hope i can come out and visit you sometime he lives in i'm gonna get the name wrong it's like mckinney or mckinleyville california it's in norcal up in right near oregon i mean not right near oregon but close enough to oregon that he'd be in the state of jefferson if those lunatics who wanted to make their own state out there (laughs) um got their way and he's like five blocks from the ocean and 'cause I, I just wanted to see where Gary lives, so I got in Google Maps and went on satellite view and I'm looking around I'm like I'm like, hey, people can just up and move there what really <laughs> what, why am I living in Pittsburgh? What the hell? <laughs> nice
1: flavors here the um the lemon ish flavors, mm-hmm. which I assume come off the the yeast right
0: uh it's probably a combination of the wheat, but yeah, the yeast is imparting tons of flavor into this
1: beer. A slight amount of cloviness or pepperiness, something along those lines, but it's really slight. There is not a lot of uh farmhouse funk. Which is fine. It's great for a Saison, mm-hmm. but some people may like that. This is not necessarily over in the funky side.
0: Yeah, I I wouldn't, you know, think that they're aiming for funky. I think they're aiming for lots of clove
1: spice. Right. Wheat. And, and
0: really lots of lots of farmhouse. Really a fresh flavor, flavors. you know, kind of yeah.
1: this, this this fresh kind of uh, flowing flavor. Like in
0: fresh instance. ground spices, yeah. right? You know, take whatever spices we say we're tasting, you know, take the whole version of that and put it into your spice grinder and grind it and then smell it. And it's very fresh like this beer. Fresh. I, I like this beer a lot. I'm trying not to just, you know, ooze and groan and say how awesome it is because, you know, I don't want to be playing favorites. I really I'm really into this beer. However, the other day when I had it with food, it was I liked it a lot better than I'm liking it right now. I still like it right now. But it was like what you have it with? with? I had it with the pulled pork that you had tonight and um baked beans. Coleslaw, watermelon. Mm-hmm. You know, big like a North Carolina barbecue is what I had it with. Right. And it was amazing. <laughs> I I I thought it was better than Hennepin, better than saison uh, du Pont, better than you know. Fantôme. I've
1: never had a saison du Pont that wasn't skunked.
0: Oh, really? You never had a good one? I see. I've had. I mean, I've had a lot of skunked ones, but I've also had good ones that were been really out of this world. Still, tons of fresh spice flavor, like we said. <laughs> Greg just finished his in a hurry. All right, we so we got one more beer tonight. It's in the fridge because I had to chill it down for the show. It is the brewery's Melange number three.
1: Number three?
0: Yes, and uh, just to hype it a little bit more, the homebrew chef Sean Paxton on Twitter just yesterday called it uh, a beer that is in his pantheon of top beers ever. Well, shit. And I'm like, well, Sean, I'm going to have to drink this on our next show because we just got it sent in. And, well, shit, if it's your, one of your favorite beers ever and it's sitting in my fridge, that's a disservice. It needs to be in my belly. <laughs> this was also sent in by a uh, super listener, Gary. And, and Greg, what is this a blend of? Three See, different I beers. Was,
1: I was looking on their site for Melange number three and I couldn't find it. I was like, why can't I find this beer? Well, it turns out this beer is a blend. It's a blend of Black Tuesday, which is their huge imperial stout that's 19.5% alcohol by volume, uh Papier, which is an anniversary old old uh old ale, English style, uh 14.5%, and uh what is the other one? Uh white uh, White Oak. White Oak's so. White Oak is uh, another blended beer, which is fifty percent of a white wine, of a wheat wine, aged in bourbon barrels, and fifty percent of their golden strong ale called Mischief. So it's four beers <laughs> blended three blended ways. Blended three ways at fifteen point five percent alcohol by volume.
0: That's what the label says. You said the website said seventeen, well, right? Well, I
1: said that. Well, uh, Beer Advocate says seventeen. Oh. I don't know.
0: Yeah, label says 15.5 and there's a ton of wax on the neck here. I'm trying to get to the cap. Did we get this one a saver? I no, they didn't have this saver. They had Rogue broth the one we drank recently and not this beer. I don't remember the other beer. No, you know,
1: it's we are we owe a, a debt to the brewery cuz they gave us a, you know, a fantastic little tour when we went out to the uh Great American Beer Fest yesterday. We'll try not to let this get in the way of yeah, our judgment. Yeah,
0: this beer tastes like poop, we'll tell you it tastes like poop. I don't expect it to taste like poop. I'm trying to get all the wax away from the lip so I don't get any in Greg's glass. Lots of carbonation. This is for the darkest beer. Seventeen percent right? beer. That's for sure.
1: It smells like poop. <laughs> I'm just kidding. It smells amazing. It smells like a
0: barrel, oaky, <laughs> dark. It smells all like Black Tuesday. Um,
1: first, uh, first it sniff- smells like a molasses barrel with that, that also has some Dutch chocolate and caramel and uh, whiskey. That works.
0: Yeah, sure. Because Black Tuesday is a, a big imperial style barrel age, right? And that's the majority of the aroma for me. Is this roasty, rich molasses is a huge component of it. Um, barrels, another big component of it. Uh, brown sugar, uh, maybe a light bit of smoke. Woo! Take a sip already. No, I just oh. smelled it. Okay. Well, that's a hell of a reaction from just an aroma, my friend.
1: It's an aroma that keeps on giving. Oh, wow. <laughs> It just gets up into your sinuses and just keeps going and going How and going. These guys make beers like this. I mean you pull the beer away and you can still smell it and you you're you're smelling different parts of it that are coming out you know those cartoons where you know somebody smells something and they, they smell it and they get lifted off the chair <laughs> because they're smelling that's yeah. what I feel like <laughs> it's lifting me it, up it's not untrue
0: okay ninety four percent of this aroma. Is black Tuesday, it's just this huge imperial style. I'm having a hard time smelling other parts other than what you know, big imperial oak age imperial stout tastes like.
1: I don't know, I mean, a wheat wine that's got to give some aroma thing to it. And uh, an old ale, oh god, I love old ales, it smells so good. I think it, this is a dark beer, by the way. It's a uh, it's almost pitch black, it's cola like you know, in terms of color actually darker than cola Mm -hmm. with a reddish uh, tinge oh my
0: god oh my god
1: (laughs) (laughs) that's a lot of beer right there (laughs) Oh my god, <laughs> that's a that's a mouthful of, of of something else. That's oh my god, <laughs> it, it's got a, a lot of like a melted caramel with uh, you know a melted caramel rum almost, and then sort of bits and pieces of things flying everywhere that I'm trying to to, oh to come together. Oh, God a good amount of vanilla coming through, and the oak is bringing a lot of stuff out, too. And then there is something, some, I think it's cinnamon, something like that, some sort of cinnamon-esque, which I think comes from the oak, but it's there. So you get, you know, a lot of this stuff that you get from an oak-aged beer, along with a really deep caramel... And strong vanilla flavors, with a lot of alcohol too. That's why I brought in the rum part because there's, de- I mean, there's no question. There's alcohol. There's a burning here, uh, and and it's coming through pretty heavily. But there's so much flavor on there that it doesn't feel like it's you know alcohol heavy in the sense that you know you feel you drink it and then you feel the alcohol just kind of vaporize. You're feeling all the flavors vaporize with the alcohol itself. It's really well done, well crafted in that sense.
0: I'm. I'm sorry. I haven't been talking. I. I can't think of anything better to say than what Greg's already said. Other than, oh my god. I. Oh, caramel. Greg said it already. He beat me to everything. Grey, caramel rum. You know, there's some raisin, some some prune in there. Some really really dried out prune that is almost. Ashy that it's
1: so dry. Uh, Maybe a little bit of fig. Those dark fruits, you know. Right. Well, stop letting the beer make love to your mouth and start talking about it. Dude.
0: This is going to be the best beer I've had all
1: year. (laughs) (laughs) It's that good. It's a great beer, but I want to describe it. Because it's, you, wor- it's worth the
0: description. You have described it. I cannot think of a single thing that you haven't said already that doesn't that says it better. And I know that's that's such a cheap way out, but I'm either going to parrot Greg or I'm going to just make stuff up. And, and Greg said it. Greg was spot on this time for once. <laughs> <laughs> I only say that because I love it.
1: I got a little wax in my beer. I tried so hard to keep the wax out of your beer. Don't drink it. <laughs> Thanks for that, Jeff. Now that you said that, I won't. It's it's a it's a lot to take in, and um, it's be- not hard to drink though. No, it's not hard to drink, but it's powerful beer. We
0: if have we, we've had beers in the past that have been amazingly complex and, and amazing, but hard to enjoy. This one is easy to enjoy. It's sure. big. It's huge, both in alcohol and flavor. But it's it's not difficult to appreciate, which is is is. Um, I think it's noteworthy, right? Because we've had a, many beers that are huge and big, but if you're not ready to enjoy them, you probably wouldn't. They're a lot more complex, right? And. Drinkability, drinkability is the Budweiser. Drinkability is the Budweiser word, so I'm not sure. that's... No, it's
1: not a Budweiser word. Drinkability is an important word. Drinkability is very important in terms of judging
0: beer. Have you had a more drinkable fifteen and a half percent beer?
1: I had to think on that, but I don't know whether the answer is is yes or no. Okay, I can't say for sure yes or no, because. I can think of some really strong beers that have been surprisingly drinkable. I'll give you an example. Worldwide Stout could be surprisingly drinkable for its high percentage. We could do a side-by-side, but I don't
0: want to. (laughs) I don't think we could handle a side-by-side tonight. (laughs) I, I think this beats the pants off of Worldwide Stout at its best, but...
1: You asked me about one mm-hmm. thing. You asked me about right, drinkability. Right, right,
0: right. Okay, I hear you. Oh, wow. It's just... This is a beer. You, it's a, it's a big 750 bottle, right? So this beer, when you get it, get, you know... And you should get it. You should. Get five or six of your best beer-drinking friends around. Have a mellow evening. And say... Have your socks blown off with this and (laughs) just take your time, get some good snifters, and drink melange number
1: three. What's the Russian word for awesome? I don't know. Babushka (laughs) Borscht. You should know that. You're a Russian spy. Deep cover. I'm so deep cover I forgot all my Russian.
0: Ooh, I can't pronounce that. It's all in Cyrillic. I translated awesome to Russian in, Cyril, uh, in Google Translate. Does it let me play the sound? Oh, show
1: romanization. That'll be better. Ustra high school Here's Someone knows where she's going to kill you. Here's one. Here's good. Hiroshi. Here. See if you can pronounce awesome. Ustra <laughs>
0: See, that's not too different from what I said. No. I
1: think got that, you know, as reasonable as we can get it.
0: Watch Google Translate change Awesome into Dog poop" or something, but... Anyway. That could be, like, very large, right? Because that, that could... <laughs> well, this is very large. It's uh, the brewery's <laughs> melange number three. I... I I am almost speechless. I am speechless of important you were, things. You were
1: speechless, and and that surprised me because I was the one who had to carry on and <laughs> talk about the beer. I, I didn't do it out of hyperbole or to make a spectacle. I Jeff was put it back by the beer. He really was. Uh, I mean, I've not seen Jeff put it back by a beer like that in a, very uh, in a long time. time. He he was rendered speechless by the beer. Uh, I have. Uh, I was not as... I mean, I was extremely impressed by the beer. The beer is fantastic. The beer is definitely a wow beer. I was able to, to maintain my. So
0: I said, oh, my God, five times. Yeah. The
1: first four times were without
0: control. The fifth time, I kind of forced it. Mm-hmm. So that it just lets people know. Four oh, my gods were uttered before I gain my <laughs> composure. So this is a four oh, my God beer. <laughs> It's one of the best beers I've ever had, Greg. I'm not saying it's the best, but it's definitely in the top ten, if not in the top five. It's one of the best beers I've ever had. It is amazing. I don't know what this costs retail. I wish I did because I could help people, you know, justify the cost. But if you it can get, get sale in California only, if you can get Melange Number no. Three for less than. Twenty dollars, twenty five dollars.
1: Yeah, I'd say it's worth it, twenty-five. Anything higher, consider. Yeah. I mean it's re I mean it's fantastic, but don't break the bank. Yeah, it's think of it like Okay. Think of it like an incredible bottle of wine. Mm-hmm. Like a Barolo or something along those lines. Something that's, you know, really fantastic and you save. Same way, mm-hmm. I wouldn't spend a hundred dollars for it, but I could see it spending 20, 30.
0: Yeah, yeah, I think I'd go over the 30 up for this one. And you know, our prices might be a little bit skewed because we're used to Pennsylvania prices where 18% of the price goes right to the Johnstown flood tax and, and whatnot. But, um, yeah, 30 bucks over 30 it would start to be questionable. If it's over 50, then you might want to pass it up. But if it's under 50, I would say it's worth a try. Duh. Under th- Under 30? Yes, da.
1: Da. Da. Because we're from Russia, remember. <laughs> Don't you remember our gimmick? <laughs> <laughs> so this is really, you know, from California with love. It is.
0: Oh, my God. I guess we should rank...
1: Gee. I wonder what's going to come in first.
0: Maybe the best beer we've ever
1: had. <laughs> best beer we ever had? One of them. Okay, I'll call it one of the best beers we ever had. In recent memory, it certainly is. I went first last time. Jeff, it's your turn. All right. Um,
0: number one, Melange number three from the brewery Patrick Patrickaroo and Friends in Orange County, California. Oh my god. I have little else to say that improves upon that. Number two uh port brewing anniversary It was uh, this ruby red grapefruit flavor, you know, good hoppy aroma. I enjoyed it a lot. Number three, I'm sad to say I'm gonna I couldn't put the uh, Odinada on higher tonight. I had it last Sunday, last Saturday. And it was perfect. I loved it. I thought it was the best, one of the best seasons I've ever had. Uh, tonight didn't come across the same way. Uh, hopefully, I can have it again. And I liked it as much. And the uh, fourth and the fourth place beer is the uh, New Belgium Ranger IPA. I, I thought it was a decent IPA, but it just didn't stand up to the caliber of beers that we had tonight. I would probably enjoy it a little bit better if it had a little more maltiness, but I don't want to blame. I'm just scared of Peter. Peter's gonna, you know, yell at me for, you know, saying it has to be a certain style or something. Maybe, maybe that's why I'm being such a wuss about this. But uh, I think personally, I just want a little more maltiness, a little more breadiness in my IPA, and not so much, you know, strict bitterness.
1: Brewery number one for me. I don't think there's any question about it. Uh, it's a fantastic, fantastic beer. And um, everyone should start drinking it right away. Like, now. Now! Drink it! Good. Uh, no, I'm going to say it's on a second. Easily. Okay. Easily. Uh, I loved it. I thought it was really fresh and, and, and got a lot of that uh, uh, fresh flavor out of it. Loved it. Uh, the Anniversary L comes next. Really, like I said, interesting. I don't know whether good. Qualifies. Interesting does. Way to use hops and, and, and malt in a very interesting way. But you're better than a ranger, so take solace in that. All right.
0: And so that means ranger's number four. You have anything to yes. say about a ranger?
1: Uh, it, 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 I, I felt like I was chewing on a pine cone. It really... It, it almost... I, I felt a physical, like, thing against it. It did not feel good on my tongue. I did not like it.
0: And I just realized I just drank 15.5% beer, and my uh, speech is a little bit slurred. So I'm going to shut up right now.
1: Thank you for listening to Craft Beer Radio. We hope you've enjoyed tonight's show, and uh, we'll be back with another show at some other time relatively soon. From the motherland, Das Badania the Bushka.
0: Been gone hours, no why. She said you can't just come back home. Me. I'm not just- Thanks for listening to Craft Beer Radio. The theme music is money or time from the lights out. Email us beer at craftbeer or follow us on Twitter. Twitter.com slash Jeff Bear and Twitter.com slash GMYs. Craft Beer Radio was released under the Creative Commons license. Visit craftbeerradio.com for more information.